thinking about the fact that the um, Torah portion is about lights, it opens up about lighting the lights, to go up and light the lights. And if you just take a moment and look around, there's just so many different forms of beautiful light in this room right now coming from the stained glass windows and the light outside and the light of these beautiful, beautiful lights that we have above us, the chandeliers and of course, the light that comes from each side, inside each one of us. It's just really radiant in here right now. And so I feel so, so privileged to be here in this place, in this moment. But on a different note altogether, have you noticed the rise in harsh, angry, hurtful comments at the end of posted material on the internet? The term troll is used these days to describe, as Urban Dictionary explains, one who posts a deliberately provocative message to a message board with the intention of causing maximal disruption and argument. And I would only add that trolling involves not only provocative messages, which can actually be, be good in human discourse, but also intentionally hurtful, anonymous comments targeted at individuals. Some might call Miriam and Aaron in this week's Torah portion, biblical trolls. In this chapter, Miriam and Aaron suddenly start speaking against their brother Moses. Behind his back, they express disdain for his choice of spouse. Generations of commentators wrestle with so many questions. What prompted this negative outburst from Moses' siblings? Why did their words make Moses so, make God, not Moses, God's, Moses is fine, but why did these words make God so angry? And most often asked about this passage, why did Miriam bear the brunt of the punishment. So that's what the commentators talk about. In so many places throughout the Torah, we receive a clear message that our words matter. The words we use in our relationships are profoundly important. The rabbis were sticklers against Lashon Hara, against idle gossip. In analyzing the story in this week's parasha, scholar Nahama Leibowitz remarks, evidently, the Torah did not wish to prohibit merely explicit gossip about people in general, and the spiritual leaders of our generation in particular. It wished to prohibit any kind of talk or gossip disparaging our fellow person. I love that in this instance, the Torah addresses and generations of scholars comment on a negative human tendency that is so relatable to us today. There are many reasons why people speak ill behind the backs of others. Boredom, jealousy, envy, low self-esteem, the desire to bring someone else down to make ourselves feel higher, 
These are all familiar reasons. Some people feel bad and want others to feel what they feel. Often, as in the case of the internet trolls, the gossip is ignorant and does not have or does not care about the facts. We hear something about someone and jump to conclusions rather than giving them the benefit of the doubt. Gossip can be used as currency, and some people use it to make themselves seem in the know, or they trade it to get other information. Sometimes the gossip is accurate. The person we speak against to someone else really is uninformed, ignorant, lazy, sloppy, you name it. If it's true, is it still gossip? Here's one thing that strikes me about our Torah story and the critically important lesson it carries. His siblings should have gone directly to Moses rather than speaking ill of him behind his back. We too should go to the person directly. Our boss, our employee makes an error we rail against them to a coworker. Our sibling hurts our feelings, and so we tell our other sibling. A friend makes us angry, and we tell another friend. We should go to the person directly. Is it ever okay to speak against a person? We could debate this. It can help to pick one trusted person, not five people, but one friend or a significant other. And we let off steam by kvetching just to them because we know they'll never share it with a soul. But in most cases, if someone made an error that affects us or they hurt our feelings or they made us angry, we need to calm ourselves down and then approach the person directly with our concern. This rarely works when we are still in the heat of anger. We also need to check our reasons for telling the person directly. If it is to bring them down a peg, that's not a good motivation. But if we want them to hear our perspective, if we need them to make a job performance improvement, if we want them to better understand the needs of our friendship or relationship, then the only way is to meet face-to-face and speak non-accusatorily, but directly about the problem and the hoped-for solution. These are hard conversations, but conducted in the right spirit, they can provide opportunities to grow and deepen our relationships. I have a hard time with direct conversations myself. I think so many of us do. The story of Miriam and Aaron reminds us of the Derech Eretz, the better path to healthy human relationships. At the end of the story, God brings Aaron, Miriam, and Moses together and speaks to them directly. God closes off the triangle of gossip modeling healthy and constructive confrontation for Miriam, Aaron, and all of us. 
Going directly to the person can be daunting and scary. But when we treat others as we ourselves would want to be treated, we are not only reading the Torah, we are walking it, and our step is lighter. And so it's appropriate that we turn to alenu, that first word, which means it is up to us. It is up to us.